Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic, earth-revering, pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts, Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. I'm your host, Yucca. And I'm Mark. And today, we are honored to have a very special guest. We've got Jayla from the Atheopagan Society Council. So, welcome. Hello. Welcome, Thank you. Taylor. Thanks. Glad to be here. I have. Well, we're excited to, to interview you. You're one of the newer members of the Ethiopian Society Council, and just really interested to you know get to know you and introduce you to our listeners and, and get your perspective on this wild, weird thing we're doing. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So I could start by just telling you a little bit about myself. I am, I was born and raised in Denver, been here my whole life, Denver, Colorado, and I grew up kind of nominally Christian. And then when I was, oh, in my early teenage years, I had kind of the typical teenage angst, but the way that I figured out to kind of deal with it and move through it was to become a born again Christian, very intense very devout and very, I was still pretty politically and philosophically progressive, but very fundamentalist in the belief system that I had. Mm. Um, and so I did things like cut out listening to all secular music. When I, if I visited, you know, like a temple or a different place of worship, I basically did nothing there other than stand and kind of look around because I was fearful that maybe I would do something that could be considered to be idolatrous. I was going through that process and, and lived that way for multiple years, even as, an, even as I was starting to figure out things about myself. So I identify as very queer, very gender queer. did not quite realize that at that point. And so I remember even things like having a crush on this girl, but then telling myself, well, I'm bisexual. And since I'm bisexual, I can choose never to think about that and, and those kinds of things. I ended up going to this summer camp that brought teenage girls together from Israel, from Palestine, and from the U.S. And teaching how to communicate through conflict teaching kind of how to hear the other and acknowledge other people as human beings. And as part of that process, I had just graduated from high school. I heard all of these people's stories. I fell so deeply in love with all of these people, just like the miraculousness of human beings and that kind of deep relationship in such an intense structure that as I was reflecting on my experience, and I think even as I just got partway through, I started to really understand for myself that I became so fanatically Christian because that's what I was raised in, that's what I was born into, that's what I saw around me, and thought, had I been born in a different place, I may have leaned on an idea of Islam to help get me through some of that pain and teenage angst and things like that, or Judaism or, you know, whatever. And so that to me was kind of that first little crack. And from that first little crack in the Christian belief system, essentially, I think 
you know, really probably a couple of days with that and everything just shattered. I could not believe that there wasn't likely life somewhere else. I could not believe that there was a God. I could not believe like that just everything broke kind of instantly, which was liberating in some sense and deeply painful in some other senses, particularly as I started to grapple with the various things that particularly for me, what took hold a lot was the shame of being born into sin and mm -hmm. and things like that. And so figuring out how to unwind the shame out of my psyche was a very long process. So yeah, so I after that, I became a very angry atheist for a good bit of time. And then after some time, after meeting with and and like my partner, my partner sometimes identifies as an atheist, sometimes I, I think it's not super important to them to have a label about what they think. I came to a place where I was like, okay, I can calm down and understand where people get peace from various things or where they derive meaning from various things. And I don't have to be just fully angry at every re religion from the beginning to the end, <laughs> that, that kind of a, a feature. And so I lived in a more moderate place for several years as well. Uh, and then I started getting involved with a group that works to teach ancestral skills to queer folks, things like bow drills for fires or coal burning spoons so that you can make your own spoons out of wood, all that kind of stuff. And as I was thinking about that and, and how I felt like I had been separated from a lot of those ancestral traditions and skills and things like that being white and in the U.S. And, and those kinds of things, I started to dive into that and kind of caught wind of people diving into neo-paganism and this idea of the wheel of the year and this idea of being connected to older traditions, which was appealing, but not necessarily something that I fully dove into myself. But I did recognize, too, that I had always kind of appreciated the changing of the seasons. Noticed I always have a similar feeling around fall and, and just thinking of that transition into autumn where the air gets crisp and everything burns with brilliant colors before it all kind of shrivels away. So I was, I was thinking about those things. I was thinking about the, the ancestral tradition stuff and then started thinking, well, I really cannot get into deities, pantheons, all of that. That's like just not my path. And started Googling things like atheist pagan and humanist pagan and things like that. And that's how I ultimately, I think I found the Facebook group first, but that was how I found atheopaganism and kind of, it was during COVID and kind of told my partner, this is interesting <laughs> and started kind of diving in. And the more and more I've dived in, the more I appreciate kind of the authenticity of, I guess, of like the the approach of being the best that one can, like really trying to live to principles while acknowledging that, you know, we are human, we, are, we do make mistakes and there are ways that we can learn to adjust to those mistakes and try to work through them and things like that. And the various flexibility of okay some of our members really love 
deities and pantheons and those things. Some of our members really love the intricacies of lots of scientific things. Some of our members are much more into vibes, right? Cottage core vibes or whatever the case may be. And, and I really like the fact that it can be so diverse like that. Well, that's wonderful. What a great story. Great. I want yeah. to say real quick, the program that you described, I have a family member from Israel who was in that and in, in something like that. And I wonder if it was actually the same program because we're kind of in the same too. part of the world. And it's like, huh, how many, how many peace oriented camps are there for young women bringing together Israeli, Palestinian, and American girls. So I really wonder. Yeah. Afterwards, we said, see, maybe because I think you'd be just about the same age range. Maybe you might have even been at oh, the same okay. camp. <laughs> yeah. so, that would be amazing. Yeah. But wow, well, there is so much there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there really is so many things to talk about. Um, well, obviously, we're delighted that you're you're with us it's really a journey for many of our members to you know it it's it's an interesting thing it's like there's there's sort of this truism out there about atheism and so forth that it's either unconsidered or that it's just well you haven't been exposed to the right ideas yet and in my experience it's much more in the direction of what you've experienced, which is, no, we've thought about this a lot. <laughs> we, we've really molded over. We've lived through multiple chapters in many cases of different attempts at spirituality that just haven't fit because they either didn't pass the smell test to us or they, the, the values weren't really in line with what we care about. All of that. So yeah. it's, I mean, to me, it's exciting. You, we've got this ferment of people in our community, you know, that are all interested in having that conversation and exploring about, well, how do you do your ritual things? You know, what are the things that, you know, really get you in the zone and help you to feel good? And it's just the, the as you say, the diversity is really wonderful, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember actually there were a few times during that process where I would check out this thing or that thing, you know, checking out Unitarian Universalism and there are, I think, seven and maybe eight now kind of principles that, you know, I, I generally agree with. There was a different path that was created specifically as a non-theistic path, but not pagan, but it you know, came and it fizzled kind of immediately. And so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And, and I guess another thing that I like is that ability to kind of, sure, I can dive in and be part of the Ethiopian community. And maybe I'm also part of, you know, we have Druids, we have any number of different kind of cohabitating or coexisting identities that people hold, which I think is really true too. Mm -hmm. humanity in a lot of ways mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's funny i was going over a blog post that i wrote a long time ago now about how to talk with 
people around you about your atheopaganism. And of course, one of the big concerns that people always have is, is it a cult, right? So I had to look into, you know, what are the, what are the operative principles that give you an indication that there is a cult going on? And one of them is you're not supposed to be in any other organization, spiritual path, any of that kind of stuff. And I mean, you know, people are snowflakes, right? They're, they're all unique. And what that means is that, you know, for some people, atheopaganism isn't going to be all they want. So great, go out and get something else too. It's, you know, it's, it's no offense to us. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see, you've been on the Atheopagan Society Council for about six months now, I guess. Joined in June, is that right? I think it was maybe, well, I don't remember. I thought it was closer to October, but a few months for sure. Oh, you know, I think we brought on some new folks, including you, after the June meeting and had you participating, but we did the official vote in October. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So how do you see your your role on the council and, you know, what do you like to do? What do you want to contribute to the community? Sure. Um, well, so for my role on the council, uh, I've been able to be part of a burgeoning tech sub part of my, you know, what I was going to say part of my 40 hours a week, but part of my regular day to day work that I'm paid for <laughs> is has to do with overseeing IT and IT security. So I I definitely really enjoy and so being part of that subcommittee is nice. I always joke with my at my workplace part of the way that I got my job I think is I always say I speak a little bit of tech and a little bit of human so I can help <laughs> translate between the two. And so I'd like that to continue to be something I practice here on the the tech subcommittee. I love that. Um, I also think about risk a lot for my regular day-to-day job. And so I'd like to continue to, or to make sure that I can help be a voice thinking about risk, but, and not only from the fear mongering side, but also from a side of what risks are we willing to accept what guardrails do we need around those risks to be able to accept them or what plans do we need? That kind of a thing. So I'd like to, to contribute both of those things. And my, my major in college was actually in international studies. And one of the things that I was most interest, most interested in was the idea of the global commons. So things that we all have to contribute to, to make sure that they are working well. Um, and this working well or sustainable or those kinds of things. And that has led me in my career, or maybe I was led by this inclination in the first place, to try to focus on things like infrastructure, trying to make sure that that structures and systems are in place to ensure that that people know what's going on, that people have what they need to do the things that they need to do. So I, I want to try to offer to the council and to the Ethiopian society as a whole things that might help it 
be on a stronger foundation than it was when I got there. That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's thank really you. Great. <laughs> sure. And ultimately, I mean, that is my goal in life too, right? It's just leave it a little better than I found it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, can. and that goes right to the Ethiopian principles when we talk about legacy and social responsibility, yeah. all those kinds of things. Yeah, it's but organization building is it's not simple, um, especially when you've got a very flat power structure and you're doing your best to be inclusive and and, you know, not hierarchical about stuff. One of the things that I had a conversation with another member of the council recently about was we have to give people the authority to make decisions <laughs> because we've had some decisions that have been pending for months and just nobody pulls the trigger because they don't want to like be asserting themselves over anybody else. So one thing that I would tell you um, uh, about the tech committee is the tech committee is empowered to implement stuff. You, you don't need to wait for a council meeting to bring a recommendation, to have a discussion, to yada, yada, yada. You guys have the discussion. You know about the tech stuff. <laughs> Fabulous. Especially because the meetings are only quarterly. So yeah. if people aren't yeah. making decisions, then it can just take forever to get things Absolutely. done. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Where, this is a question that we ask all the, the council folks who come on for, for interviews, where do you see atheopaganism going? Well, I see, I mean, Oh, I guess I didn't mention this. I'm also um, one of our Facebook and right. so I am privy to to be able to see one aspect of our community develop. Mm -hmm. And namely, how many people are asking to join? How often and how excited are they? And, and those kinds of pieces. And so we definitely continue to have pretty extensive growth between at least on the Facebook side, I think in other ways as well. I think as part of that, I'd like to see the same kind of considered growth, not growth for growth's sake, but growth for the sake of if this might bring value to somebody, like take a look at it, use something from it and never think about it again like whatever the case may be in, in terms of the kind of growth, I find that to be really compelling and, and imagine that that will continue to happen. Not least too, because of the work that you all do with this podcast. I, I was thinking about it and this is one of my probably two or three favorite podcasts and I listen to a lot, but like these are, this is one I never miss. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think... I think I see more considered growth. The fact that we do have the council and have have put the work into enlarge it to a really reasonable number. Um, I feel like that will continue to propel us while avoiding having it be pulled to one side or the other on the whatever the road of propulsion that we're on because we we have a lot of very different personalities on that council as well, which is really terrific. Even if in a, you know, a given moment, it might be frustrating or, or feel like 
we're not getting somewhere. I, I do think we are actually getting further that way because we're, we're much more, we're just bringing in all of those different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really well said. I think the growth thing is, uh, it's, it's, it's tricky because we don't want to be proselytizers. You know, right. we definitely don't want to be out there, you know, proclaiming you all should be atheopagans. On the other hand, we want to make it visible to people so that they know it's available. Right. So it's this line we have to walk. And it, it's kind of funny how it works, at least on in Facebook communities and on Reddit to some degree. Somebody will post a link and then a bunch of people will go and, you know, read stuff at the websites and go, oh, wow, this is what I want. And then they're showing up in the Facebook group, right? All excited. So it's very cool. Yeah. 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 And, you know, even even in the Facebook group, in terms of thinking about the different personalities, we have, I think, a, an easier job as moderators than in plenty of other groups because of how careful we are with the admissions process. And, and there's been, it's been pretty longstanding, the group. And so there's kind of a culture that's already there. And we ask people to observe the culture a little bit before they just, so yeah, it is a, it is a very interesting process because there's a little bit of, hey, come, come absorb and come assimilate into kind of what we're already doing mm -hmm. and yeah bring your new stuff too like that's super interesting yeah. just make sure it, just make sure it's still in the same like even if it's three tracks over it's still kind of parallel to what all the rest of us are doing right and it conforms to some basic values that are you know there's there's some stuff that we're just not going to debate you know if you're a racist yeah. Go have your life somewhere else. We we don't want you in our community, right? If you're like bent on being a jerk, like you gotta be yes. kind <laughs> to other yeah, folks. Well that's yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of the values too. Yeah, be kind. Yeah. Um so so yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm a I'm a moderator on the Facebook group as well, and you know, I and I'm also on the the sort of Facebook, what is it? It's the Facebook Power Admins group I got invited to a while ago. And boy, there are people in there just complaining about all kinds of terrible things that are happening in their groups. And we we have a, a pretty light lift in comparison with some of the things that they're dealing with. And I think it's because we give people a heads up right up front. You know, this is who we are and that's what you're joining. So, you know, if if you're not up for all that then you know probably not for you yeah i think that makes sense so well i was oh, going to go ask ahead. on a a um more distant view do you have a vision like a 10 or 20 year vision for what you would hope to see the community become or atheopaganism evolve into or grow into Sure. I think with that more distant vision, I would love if even even with that considered growth, even with, you know, not wanting to be proselytizers, because absolutely I am 100% on board with that. I would love if there was greater 
broader awareness that that there is the ability to well not only the ability specific to ethiopianism i would hope that there would be broader awareness of ethiopianism as a group as a path as a philosophy where this is ridiculous but somebody brought up there's this website called beliefnet that has a beliefomatic quiz <laughs> and they were posting what their results were you know i don't know if ethiopianism where we could be, be on in there that. but you could be on belief of that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, even if it was part of a, a whatever umbrella of naturalistic paganism and it listed atheopaganism in there, yeah. that feels to me more on the, the realm of realism, maybe, versus like atheopagan being an option on there. <laughs> I think maybe just some of the ideas, the the. In particular, I guess I I really find our principles compelling. Not a big surprise there. So if there were more of a preponderance of those kind of principles being out there. So like not only our principles being out there, but also the idea of the DIY being able, like the idea of kind of spicy psychology as it's sometimes called, but of being able to really take hold of I noticed that my emotions are in this space and I don't really like that. So I would like to shift them. I'm going to put these actions into place or do these things to uh, try to manipulate those. I think that could be really healthy and awesome if that spread to a wider audience with Ethiopian's name or, or not. Yeah, I, I so that. agree with that. I mean, I, one of the things that, that I think is really harmful that the the big monotheisms have done is that it takes those tools away from people when, I mean, kids should be learning this stuff. And I know, Yucca, I know your kids are, are learning it. You know, how do, how, you know, I don't like where I am emotionally. How am I going to move that? I feel really insecure right now. I feel really anxious right now. I... I really need to focus for the next three hours because I'm on deadline. You know, what are the things that we can do to work with our psychology that way? And there are a lot of techniques. I mean, I give Buddhism a lot of credit for mm -hmm. being a toolkit in its own way for equanimity and loving kindness and those things. I, I guess the, the Ethiopian stuff is about some of those things too, but it's kind of, it's a little bit more nuts and bolts in terms of you know, kind of practical stuff in your life. Um, and I just feel like, well, here's an example. We we just voted on the society council that we're going to move forward with creating a spiral scouts program, a scouting program for Ethiopian families, which just hmm. as a side, yay! Yep. I'm so excited. <laughs> and a lot of what you know, the the badges and activities and all that kind of stuff is going to incorporate some of those things, you know, to, to you know, teach kids as they grow how to do that stuff effectively. And that will, that will serve them for their entire life and hopefully propagate out from them to other people. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just good for human happiness and good for, 
people getting along with one another. And I just, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Regardless of whatever they end up um, identifying as or whatever yes. religious path they go down in their lives, that having those right. tools, yeah, those right. are just going to be helpful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's merit badges for comparative religion. In, oh. in spiral scouts cool. now we get to adopt we get to adapt and create some of our own badges and stuff like that so it'll be a unique program for people that are in the Ethiopian community but i know that the spiral scouts program which was originally created to be an inclusive pagan-based scouting program includes some things around i mean there's the usual kind of camping and outdoor sort of stuff but there's stuff around science and there's stuff around you know, learning different cultures and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, if that's the kind of scouting that had existed when I was a kid, I really would have wanted to do it. <laughs> I was a Cub Scout and was really into that. I looked like a, like a Latin American general. I had so many medals and badges and patches on my shirt. The shirt must have weighed 10 pounds. <laughs> But when I became a Boy Scout, it turned into paramilitary training. And it was all about, you know, lining up and saluting and doing all this stuff. And it was like, no, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. So a part of my vision for the future is more programmatic stuff for people to do. I would love at some point for us to have the capacity really for an online school that could teach classes and you know, through any of these various, there are wonderful teaching platforms now that you can use to teach stuff. And Yucca, I'm sure you know tons about this. So anyway, I just think, I, I like to have really pie in the sky visions about all this stuff so that if we get even partway there, I can be happy. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, I do remember at some point seeing it in Ethiopian university and, and sometimes when there's been the ability to have classes be offered, I've often taken them. So that is, I would be hugely in support of more of that and, and maybe having that be able to be created without having to be run individually every single time too. Yeah. I, back to them. I really, th I mean, we've got We've got so many incredible and knowledgeable and smart people in our community. I think we've moved well beyond the point where one person, you know, needs to, needs to do all that. And that's, oh, now I've got another project to stick <laughs> around on my list to think about, you know, how could we structure that and what sorts of courses would people want? I'm actually about to start doing a series for the YouTube channel on being an Ethiopian cleric that'll contain some of the, the stuff that was in the class that you took. That's great. Kayla. Yeah. Just, you know, capture it on video and, you know, then people can access it however they like. Cause I know that we, you know, I, I get inquiries all the time. You know, I'd like to be an Ethiopian cleric. I, my, my cousin wants a marriage done or whatever it is. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. So do you have questions for us? We always, you know, we've peppered you with questions. <laughs> how do you, how do you keep coming up with topics and how do you keep 
so relevant and fresh because you really do. It is. I'll let you answer this. Oh. <laughs> well, sometimes they're easy because of the wheel of the year. Right. Some things just really lend themselves. We get into October and it's like, yeah, we got to talk about like death and ancestors. And other times it's, you know, we get on and we go, hmm, what are we going to talk about? And we spend 20 minutes coming up with what we want to talk about. And sometimes it's it's really fun because sometimes we'll be like, oh, do you think we have a whole episode out of this? And we'll be like, oh, maybe this will be a shorter one. And then that will be our one that's an hour and a half. Right. right where we're like <laughs> so it you know it's and getting feedback from people too about what they want to hear and what really speaks to them that's very helpful as well yeah. and just knowing that it yeah. is okay to come back to topics because not everybody's going to listen to every single episode and even the people who do things aren't relevant just once in our life yeah. right like it's always helpful to come back and talk about daily practice or self-care or whatever it is, relationships like that was relevant last year and it'll be relevant in 10 years from now so yeah for sure yeah. what do you I think, think mark it really helps well i think it really helps that i just think you have a really interesting mind i just find you a really interesting person to talk to likewise I think, comes, <laughs> I think that comes yeah i think that comes through in the podcast we you know we we have these conversations as friends and we go running down rabbit holes, you know, we, we talk about the tangent of the week, but it's, it's just really enjoyable. It's really, you know, intellectually, it's just really enjoyable to explore these subjects with you. Yeah. So yeah, that a lot of, that's a lot of what kind of keeps me motivated for the podcast now that we are in season five. <laughs> yes. Season <laughs> five. Is, yeah. So, but it, you know, it keeps me coming back every week because I just, I always know I'm going to have a really great conversation and I enjoy that so much. That's great. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Is there, yeah, is there anything else that you want to talk about or share with folks? Um, no, I don't think so. This has just been really a blast. Well, good. It's so great to have you, you know, in our community and on the council and on this podcast. I just really appreciate you. And I'm I'm just so glad you're here. Thanks. I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad that it exists to be a part of. <laughs> all, all right. right. Well, well, I think we're going to wrap up for this week then. And well, all next week. We'll see you all next week for slog. Oh, 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 oh,